Friends, Romans, countrymen, lend me your ears. I'm your host, Ben Kniff, and this is The Real Movies Podcast. All right. So first we've got a few headlines uh, coming out of the Cincinnati area. Fort Thomas Living reporting that a brand new sci-fi thriller has recently wrapped in the area. The film is titled Curvature, and it stars Lindsay Fonseca from How I Met Your Mother and Linda Hamilton from the Terminator films. No plot details have, reve- have been revealed yet, but uh, the director, Julio Halavis, says that they filmed for 20 days in the area, and their plan with it is to release it at several of the big film festivals and then just kind of take it from there. So I think we're all excited to see how a... A Northern Kentucky shot sci-fi thriller will look. That should be pretty neat. And also, in other Cincinnati movie news, the first trailer for Bruce Willis's bank heist thriller, Marauders, was released this past week. Now, it looks pretty cool. Um, it looks, I don't know, like kind of, it's kind of on the high end of the direct-to-video fair, I guess. Um, it, it, it could be good. There's some good. There's some really great shots of uh, the city of Cincinnati. There are really cool uh, views of the skyline. And uh, I think it could be cool. Um, I, I think that the city, the city seems to have such a presence in the trailer that I find it hard to be like, oh, this is New York, or, you know, we're doing all this big bank high stuff in New York. So I think it would be really cool to actually see a Cincinnati-centered, Cincinnati-driven uh, action thriller movie um, starring guys like Bruce Willis, and I think uh, uh, Christopher Maloney from Law & Order is in it, and... Um, Entourage is Adrian Grenier, so that should be pretty fun, and I think that comes out later on this summer. Um, in broader news, Elizabeth Banks has exited Pitch Perfect 3. I guess she was originally supposed to direct, and she has cited parental duties as her reasons for leaving the, pr- the project. So um, pr- Pitch Perfect 3 will be looking for a new director soon. Um, I haven't seen anything about who's on a short list or anything like that. So, yeah, we got to keep an eye on that, and that should be fun going forward. In box office news, this past weekend, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Out of the Shadows won the day with an estimated $35 million. X-Men Apocalypse took a close second with roughly $22.5 million, and newcomer Me Before You finished third with just over $18 million. And speaking of X-Men Apocalypse, that brings me to something I want to discuss. There was a controversy this week um, about a billboard that Fox put up uh, with the villain Apocalypse, played by Oscar Isaac, strangling Jennifer Lawrence as Mystique. There's no rhyme or reason to this thing. It's just a billboard of his outstretched arm with a choking Jennifer Lawrence on the end of it. Um, Now, actress Rose McGowan uh, took to social media and declared, you know, cried foul and said, you know, this is terrible and, you know, it's, it's shameful that Fox would condone violence against women in this way. And yeah, that's pretty intense. I mean, if that was plastered 40 feet high on Hollywood Boulevard, it'd probably be pretty shocking to anybody. And it was. So I guess it wasn't just Rose McGowan's complaint uh, that forced Fox to apologize. I think they got a whole bunch of, a whole bunch of flack for this. Um, I think there was even talk of one of the billboards in New York City was just plastered with uh, sticky notes that said, uh, my child should not be seeing this, or my child doesn't need to see this, t- this type of violence against women. Um, so Fox issued an apology uh, saying that, you know, in their, in their haste to, or I guess they were really eager to show how villainous and mean Apocalypse was, that they didn't stop to think 
about how the, this might look. I mean, that's just kind of silly and stupid. I don't, I don't know who, like, with the, all the sets of eyes that something like that has to cross in order to get approved, nobody stopped and was like, hey, this kind of looks fishy. I don't know. That's kind of that's kind of silly. But they they've since taken down all the billboards, and uh, Fox has said that they apologize for their actions and would never condone violence against women. So yay for that. Um, so hopefully we'll see how things recoup for them. And uh, yeah, that should be fun. And uh, okay, so to wrap things up here, it shouldn't be very long. Uh, what have I seen recently? You know, I. Um, in addition to the podcast, I also have my own blog. It's called The Real Movies Blog. And uh, you could read all of the stuff that I write about. Um, I, 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 go, I go to a lot of films and I just review them. I mean, that's pretty much all the blog is. Sometimes if there's something crazy in the news, I will write about that. Um, but mostly it's just uh, reviews of stuff I've seen. So um, visit therealmoviesblog.blogspot.com if you want to read... Uh, reviews for some of these things that I'm about to talk about here. Um, okay, so I just recently rewatched the the film The Witch, uh, Robert Eggers' uh, horror film about a Puritan family that's banished from their uh, settlement in New England. Uh, they are forced to live kind of on the outskirts of this forest, and they are plagued by evil. Just you know, literally just evil in its purest form. And it's just, it's, it's, it's not really like your, your typical gory, uh, jump scare horror film. It's, it's very much a slow burn. Uh, you have to pay attention and think horror movie. Um, and it's pretty scary. I mean, this is, it's about a family, a very tight knit puritanical family that just get ripped apart by, evil. Like, I mean, they, they, they claim to be so steadfast in their beliefs and their faith and all this, and it fails them. And that's kind of horrifying in its own right. So, um, yeah, it's pretty, it's pretty messed up. Uh, but it is so amazing. Like this, this movie is just so well-made. The attention to detail is impeccable. The cinematography is amazing. The performances are incredible. Um, the entire script is written in, um, like Puritan English. So, uh, like, I think, I don't even think the crucible was this accurate with how the language was. Um, just it's, it's, it's written in the way that people spoke back then. Um, Robert Eggers, who wrote and directed the film, did intensive research and, uh, wrote this script based on a lot of the things that he saw and read and, uh, made it, made it awesome and made it accurate. He took it. There's a special feature on the Blu-ray I watched that, um, he took the film to Salem, Massachusetts, the hotbed of the witch trials and all this. And, um, everybody there loved it. And he had, um, people like local people who are historians talked about how, uh, it's probably the most accurate, uh, in terms of how the, the, the time period is, is, um, in terms of how the time period is depicted, it's the most accurate of all the films they've seen about the time and the area or witches or whatever. So that's pretty cool. So, um, you, everybody needs to give that a watch. You think what you will about it. Um, how you react to horror is kind of all up to you, but, um, I highly recommend the witch. Um, also I came across something on social media this week. Um, I follow Blumhouse very closely, the production company, and, um, they have a writer there that I guess just occasionally they publish, uh, just articles, blog posts, whatever. And they had a guy who said, is this the scariest horror teaser trailer of all time? And of course, clickbait, I, 
I, I, I took the clickbait. And um, so I went in and looked at this thing, and it was a teaser trailer for the movie Magic, which I think came out in 1978, directed by Richard Attenborough, of all people, and stars a very young Anthony Hopkins. Uh, Anne Margaret is in this, Ed Lauder, and uh, Burgess Meredith from the old Batman series. He's in it, too. Um, and I think it's about I, – I, I rented it from my local library, and I've just kind of started watching it. I haven't finished it yet, but it's about uh, – I guess Anthony Hopkins is a magician, ventriloquist, and um, he – starts falling in love with this woman, but I guess his ventriloquist dummy, the personality that he puts into his ventriloquist dummy starts to kind of take over his mind, and it's a little bit crazy and weird. Um, so yeah, it, it, it should be kind of fun, and it, uh, it's good so far. I've only made it about partway through. Um, and the teaser, But the teaser trailer itself is just uh, this, the, the dummy's head just on a, on a blank screen, and he says some creepy tagline, and then it says, Joseph E. Levine's Magic, you know, a terrifying love story, starring Anthony Hopkins and Anne Margaret. And then the dummy's head, like, kind of turns to the side and looks, but you never see what he's looking at. And then it ends. It's pretty scary. I'll put it up on social media. You can follow me at, on Twitter at the real Benny C R E E L. That's the real with two e's at the real Benny C. You can also follow me on Instagram at the real Benny C, and you can find me on Facebook. I've got uh, the Real Movies blog uh, Facebook page. Uh, search for that, and you can like it. Actually, you can also like and follow. Uh, you can like the Facebook page and follow me on Twitter from the Real Movies blog.blogspot.com. So if you just want to do that, you're welcome to do that. There's all all sorts of ways you can get in touch. Um, okay. Uh, lastly. I saw The Conjuring 2 this week, and uh, it was about 10 days before the rest of the world's going to see it, and I think I'm actually going to see it two or three more times before um, it's all said and done. So, yeah, that's the, that is the most recent review on the Real Movies blog. Um, I gave it an A-minus score, because this, this film was way better than it had any right to be. I mean, we didn't really need a Conjuring sequel. I remember thinking... I really liked The Conjuring, and I was like, okay, this is a great standalone movie, but we don't really need a sequel. I don't really, you know, I'm not really one that's always cried for a sequel or a reboot or anything to begin with. So um, when I heard that they were doing another Conjuring, I was like, okay, that's cool. I'll see it because I liked the first one, but I wasn't, you know, totally over the moon about it. And then, you know, Annabelle came out kind of in the midst of all that and was like, okay, and that sucked. And um, so then this one finally came, and it's about... Um, Ed and Lorraine Warren's investigation into the um, Enfield poltergeist in England. And what that was, was there was an 11-year-old girl who was tormented by um, a ghost. And the, at least the, the way the movie goes is she's tormented by the ghost of like a 70-some-year-old man who lived in the house. And um, in the film, he's being basically held captive there by a demon. Um, he's trying to find his family, and the family doesn't live in the house anymore, obviously. So he kind of uses this girl as a conduit to reach the outside world and let people know that uh, he's really upset because he can't find his family and he's scared because this demon's uh, got him trapped, basically. So the Warrens are called in to investigate and uh, basically things go topsy-turvy from there. And um, it's just, it's top to bottom, beginning to end, like freakishly terrifying. I thought the first one was scary. 
this was like slam bang, beginning to end, like did not let up at all. There are a couple of, uh, you know, side uh, character moments and these other things that kind of push the story forward. But what's really neat is that those, more often than not, are pretty scary too. Like there's a part where Lorraine goes to meet um, the little girl in uh, the girl's backyard in England. And she's talking to her. I think it was in the trailer, actually. She's talking to her and asking her these questions. And um, Lorraine eventually tells her a story about, you know, when I was your age, this happened to me. And, you know, what got me through it was this. And so the girl's like, uh, she starts to trust her. And um, then we get to the part that's basically in the trailer where he's like, oh, does does the thing talk to you? Yeah, he does sometimes. Oh, what does he say? Well, he says he wants to hurt you. And uh, the little girl says this to Lorraine. He says he wants to hurt you. It's like, when did he say that? Right now. And it's like, oh, hell. So, <laughs> you know, things are all going to go south from there. But, um, yeah, it's it's just, it's a lot of fun. Um, it's it's very much a Hollywood sequel. It's in many ways bigger and badder than the, than the first one. And that's kind of always the way that these studio sequels have been done. But this one is just so well put together. James Wan, uh, the director, did an impeccable job doing this thing. I mean, he, he's about as good a mainstream horror director as we have. Um, just the camera work is phenomenal, really evocative. Um, there's a, the, the opening scene um, with Ed and Lorraine doing an invest, investigation at a certain famous Long Island Dutch colonial house um, is, is absolutely incredible. It's the first ten minutes and then just... It's it's it it's presented as the living nightmare for it's presented to us as a living nightmare and for the character that's involved in it that's pretty much what it is so it really puts us on par with um, the characters there and gets us to empathize with them immediately and I thought that was incredible um, and uh, I will say that this is kind of a long movie it's nearly two and a half hours it's a horror movie it's a like two and a half hours long. There hasn't been anything like that that I could think of since like the shining and the exorcist. So, um, yeah, it's, 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 it's a lot of fun. It's really big. Um, and I will say that if I had any gripes about it, it's that it it is very commercial. Like you could tell that, you know, they definitely took a ton of liberties with this and, um, just to make it a big, a bigger, scarier Hollywood horror movie. Um, but you know, you can't really fault it too much when it's so well put together. Um, so I highly recommend The Conjuring 2, especially if you enjoyed the other one. Uh, get out and see it next weekend. It comes out June 10th. And, uh, yeah, this, so that should be that should be another big one, and it's going to be fun. And I guess there's a lot of other big ones coming out next weekend, too. Warcraft is coming June 10th. That should be, I, I don't know, I've heard some decent, not-so-decent things. It was kind of funny because I really like uh, Blizzard's new video game, Overwatch. And about the time that came out, they started releasing the first reviews for uh, for Warcraft. And the Warcraft reviews were terrible, and the uh, Overwatch reviews were really good, so Blizzard was kind of sitting pretty on both ends, so to speak. But, um, yeah, I don't know. I'm kind of interested to see it at some point. I really like the director, Duncan Jones, uh, who also made Moon with Sam Rockwell. Um, it should be, I don't know, I, I just it's kind, of, it's kind of sad to see some of these like auteurs who make really, really incredible uh, first, second, third features, and then they get roped into the to the studio system, and then they kind of get their wings clipped a little bit, I guess. I think that was kind of the case here. That's what I've heard anyway, but I'd like to kind of decide for myself. So uh, Warcraft is coming next weekend, June 10th as well. Um, so yeah, I think that's all I've got for right now, guys. Uh, I'll be doing more of these episodes. I'm going to be part of the Frankly Done Network, 
with uh, Daniel Dunn and Frankie Hill. It should be fun. Um, yeah, so we're going to go forward, and I will keep doing uh, stuff with um, the Limited Addiction podcast, and uh, let's talk about it. So be sure to throw those guys a subscription, listen to them, love them, talk to them, and follow them on social media too. I think they are at the Frankly Dunn on just about every social media site you can think of. So, yeah, look for them and um, continue to listen for more of the Real Movies podcast. I'll be doing some more episodes going forward. I don't know how frequently, but, um, yeah, it should be fun. I'll, I, will, I will continue to hone this and work on it and make it better and make it more fun. I'm gonna, I plan on bringing in some guests here and there so that we have a couple of different dynamics, and we'll just be talking about the movie stuff that, Uh, is cool and important. So yeah, it should be cool guys. Thank you so much for listening and we will see you around the bend. I'll leave you with this in the wise words of someone important. Do it for cinema. Mm